0: So we are in this series uh, called Wisdom, in which we are looking at what's the difference between knowledge and wisdom. Uh, we talked a little bit about that last week. We have data, information, knowledge, that's all kind of information that we have rolling around in our heads. And we talked about how wisdom is how we apply that to our lives. And so if you think about uh, knowledge as kind of horizontal, it comes to us from the world from all kinds of sources, we're bombarded with, with all kinds of information. So how do we make sense of that? How do we filter that? We talked a little bit about last week how it's important for us to kind of use the filter that God gives us wisdom, how to apply that knowledge in our lives, and so we're going to be talking about that over the next several weeks as we seek God's wisdom for our lives. And so thank you all for being a part of that today. Uh, I want to introduce you to a man here up on the screen named Joey Ryman, and he's uh, a pretty kind of wild-looking guy, right? Kind of, but he's a... Uh, He's a very smart man, and in fact, companies pay this man between four hundred and fifty hundred thousand dollars to a million dollars to work for them. Uh, and sometimes he gets that fee up to a million dollars for just doing about a month's worth of work. What do you think it is that, that Joey Ryman does for companies to earn up to a million dollars for four weeks of work? What would you think? Internet, Internet security. That's a great. That's a great idea, Mike. Anything else? Write a jingle for him, right? Marketing. These are all great answers. What it what it is that he does, basically, if you boil it down, that he gets paid four hundred fifty thousand to a million dollars for maybe a month's work. Is he's paid to think. He's paid to think and to give them ideas for their business. Not a bad job. Million dollars for one month's worth of thinking. Right, you Think about that. Uh, that is either some hype or some sizzle or a scam or a really good deal. <laughs> so maybe that's a dream job. He gets paid up to $1 million for four weeks of sitting around and thinking. Right? And so what I take from that is that thinking can be very valuable. Thinking can be a very valuable resource in our lives. And so in today's message, we're going to talk about and to think about thinking. What does thinking look like in your life? When do you think? What do you think about? How do you think? Is it uh, kind of your own autopilot and your brain's just kind of going in the background and you, just, you do your thing, you go to work, you go to school, you, you exercise, you get in the car, all that kind of stuff? Or do we have moments in our day where we sit down simply to stop and to think? What does thinking look like in your life? What does thinking look like in your life? Could it earn you a million dollars for four weeks of thinking? What does it look like in your life? Uh, we're going to talk today about thinking. Henry Ford said this about thinking. Thinking's the hardest work that there is, which is probably why so few people engage in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great quote, right? And so, it's the hardest work that there is, which is probably why so few people are thinking. You know, one reason that thinking is so difficult is because thinking looks a lot like resting, doesn't it? What are you doing there in the office? Oh, I'm thinking. Okay, get back to work, you know, right? Thinking looks a lot like resting. And we live in a world that's fast-paced, Protestant work ethic. If you're not busy doing something, then you're wasting time. You're wasting our salary on you, Right? Thinking looks a lot like resting. Uh, The University of Southern California in Los Angeles is one of the preeminent universities in all the world. It has strong academics. It has strong athletics. People are trying to get in there all the time. You might remember a few years ago that several uh, celebrities in America got in trouble because they paid to have their kids admitted to USC illegally, and some of them went to jail for that right people are literally going to jail to try to get their kids into the University of Southern California well Steven Sample uh, it was the the president was the president there for a long time and he built USC Southern California into the institution that it is and he's written several books and I read one of those books and uh, it said in his everyday life if you walked into his office it would not be unusual to find the the president of the University of Southern California laying on his back, looking at the ceiling. And people would ask him, what are you doing? He said, I'm thinking. He would lay on the floor to get a different perspective every day that he worked because he knew the importance of thinking. Now, if you walked in my office and saw me doing that, you'd say, Kyle, wake up, right? You know, we've got to get you, get, get to work, right? We've got things to do. We've got souls to save, all that kind of stuff, right? But Stephen Sample, right, built the University of Southern California said, it is important for me to carve out time in my life to think. What does thinking look like in your life? Another quote. This one's from Albert Einstein. The significant problems we face in life cannot be solved at the same level of thinking we were at when we created them. Right? We create problems through some negative thinking we've got to step up our thinking to be able to deal with that. Thinking is important. Right? And we face some challenges with thinking. Okay, well, There's a couple of challenges. Let's, let's think through what it looks like. Uh, here's the first challenge that we have as we think about thinking. Simply the time and quiet that good thinking requires. When in our daily lives that are so mad and busy do we have quiet time where we can just sit down and think? Here's a statistic that might not surprise you. The average American spends seven hours and four minutes staring at a screen per day. That could be your computer screen, it could be your television screen, that could be your phone screen, and some of you are probably thinking, that's, that's, that's a low number, <laughs> right? So, right, if we're on our screens seven hours a day, and then we're doing chores and driving and sleeping and eating and exercising, when do we have time to be quiet and think? Now, we all think differently. Some of us might think better with music in the background or lots of noise around us, but at some point, we have to make time to think in our lives. And it's hard to do that when we're so busy and jam full. So in your life right now, how could you spend some more time thinking? Maybe turn the radio off in the car as we're driving somewhere. Maybe taking a, a couple of meals alone so that we can think. Maybe when we're exercising, we leave the music off or turn it on, whatever it is that helps us to think better. How could you create more space in your life to be able to think more? Another challenge to thinking uh, is this, that too few people in organizations value or demand thinking, right? We would see somebody sitting around thinking as being lazy, right? We don't have time to think we've got to work. We have to put out reports. We have to answer all these things, right? But what would it look like in your average everyday life on your calendar to put on the calendar just a block of time that says think, Right? I'm just going to sit around and I'm going to think. I'm going to think about my job. I'm going to think about my family. I'm going to think about my health. I'm going to think about my relationship to God. What if we were to calendar in our daily life time to think? What does thinking look like in your life? Remember the guy that gets paid up to a million dollars to think? Right? Here's a couple of quotes that he has for us. Great thinkers think inductively. They create a solution and seek out the problems it might solve. Inductive thinking. Uh, And then he goes on to say most companies think deductively defining a problem and then investigating different solutions. So there's inductive thinking, there's deductive thinking. I think they're both important. The way I translate this is that a lot of people think reactively, right? We're going about our lives, something happens to us, we react to that. How am I going to step up to meet this problem? My car breaks down, we're not getting enough sales, right? Uh, my shoe broke, right? We react to things in our lives. And that's important thinking because we have to react to things. But there's also proactive thinking, right? We're looking ahead. What, where does the church need to be going in the next year? Where does my business need to be going in the next year? Where does my family need to be heading in the next year? What does that look like? How many of us are more reactive thinkers or more proactive thinkers? We're going to have to do both types, But I would guess that most of us are 99% reactive. We wait for life to happen and then we deal with it rather than trying to be proactive and choose a course for our own selves and our lives and our families and our jobs and our churches and that kind of stuff. What does thinking look like in your life? Uh, there's a book written in 1902. It's a long time ago. We've got a picture of it here. As a man thinketh, right? Kind of like the old King James language, right? Written by a man named James Allen. And James Allen said that thinking is the most important thing that we can do in life. And he gets his, his title for his book from the Bible, a King James verse, right, in the book of Proverbs, which we have right here. You can pop that proverb up. For as he thinketh, in his heart, so is he. For as she thinks in her heart, so is she. Right? As we think, so we are. Right? We are what we think is what he's saying. Right? The most important thing in life is thinking. What we think affects who we are and what we do. Okay? And he has, he has a few points in this book that I think are, are important for us to really wrestle with. The right? first one is what you do is a result of what you think. So everything that we do ultimately is a result of what our brains are doing. How you treat your family, how you treat your job, how you treat the environment, if you're happy or not. Right? What you do is a result of what you think. Our thoughts are super powerful. Right? And he gets that from a passage in the Scripture. Right, another thing that he says is you shape the world just as much as it shapes you. We have all this information and data coming into us and a lot of times we, we think the universe is either for us or against us, and we're reacting to that. But he's like, our thoughts can push back out into, into the world, right? Rather than our circumstances defining who we are, we can define our circumstances. Other people say you can create your own luck, right? Other people say I'm not a victim, right? There's a lot of bad stuff happening in my life, but I choose not to be a victim, Right? that's 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 what this, this is going on here Right, another thing your desires direct the world you create around yourself right we're gonna create an environment around ourselves my son Luke loves to play basketball he wants to play basketball in college and so he has to work hard to do that and so every day of his life he's practicing basketball in the driveway he's doing dribbling drills he's lifting weights right? he's creating an environment around himself to follow his thoughts Right? And so it's true for all of us. Right? So what, what is your environment that you live in right now? Right? Do you like that? Is it positive? Is it not positive? Right? And, and how have you helped form that environment at your home, in your classroom, in your place of work? Right? What have you thought about to help create where you are and what's going on in your life? We have more control in our lives than we, when we care to think. Right? One more thing. Your thoughts affect your physical health. And I think doctors back this up, right? Your thoughts affect your physical health, right? The more positive things that we're doing in our lives, probably feeling better physically, right? So our thoughts affect our physical health. So these are some things that this guy says that we should think about in our lives. Now, let me just add a disclaimer to that. There There's some things in our lives that we can't control no matter how much we think, right? Like the people in Morocco, they had this terrible earthquake, 2,000 people died do not matter what they think, right? They, they can't control that. Right? There, there are people in our lives who have disease and illness that does not come to them because of their thoughts. It's just bad stuff gets into our bodies sometimes, right? So there are exceptions to this. But even in the midst of that, right, the people in Morocco, they can't control that earthquake, but how they now begin to respond to that, they're going to have to be proactive and reactively using their brains, and the people in the world, we're going to have to think how we can help them as well. All right so it's a little tricky but our thoughts are powerful and it's important for us to focus on what we think about well what does God teach us about thinking does what, what does the church teach us about thinking and, and that sort of thing should we even be having a sermon on thinking right where does where does that come from well John Wesley, who is the founder of the Methodist faith, which is what we are here at South Park Church, said that there's four important things that we need to use to weigh decisions in our lives. When we're making a choice, we should use four kind of things. He called it a quadrilateral. <laughs> Quad means four. He said we should consult the Bible. We can, should consult what the church teaches. He says we should weigh our, our own experience, and he says that we should use our reason. should use our minds god gave us minds to think god gives us minds for a reason and that's one of the top four things that john wesley said that we have at our disposal right and scripture says a lot of powerful things about thinking let's see what some of scripture teaches us about the importance of thinking in our lives this is from paul a pastor who's writing to the church in rome in the first century do not conform to the pattern of this world But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Where do we think? In our minds, right? Let your mind be renewed. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So we want to ask God to help us think the right way, to think in ways that will open ourselves to God's will for our lives. Right. Wisdom is applying God's knowledge in our lives. Right. So it's important for our minds to be transformed. how can our minds be transformed by god let's keep going and look at some scripture here's another one this is from psalm 46 10 in the old testament god says be still and know that i am god how do we have our minds transformed we spend time with god we stop in our day and we talk and we listen to god through prayer we read scripture we worship right be still and know that i'm god And I think that being still and knowing that we're God sometimes is trying to think about God or ask God to think with me, God, help me know that you're God and help me to know what to do in this situation with my family, with my friends, with my job. How many of us take this passage of scripture seriously? Just we stop and we spend time and we think with God. It's important. The Bible says stop, spend time with God, think with God. Right, let's keep going with Scripture. This is Matthew four seventeen. Uh, from that time on, Jesus began to preach, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Right? Repent means to change, to turn. Right? Jesus' whole message is, change your mind, change your life. Change your mind, change your life. I've got the right way. I've got a great way. Right? Change your mind, change your life. That's the message of Jesus, to repent, to change. Right. Another passage of Scripture, Proverbs 15, uh, 28. The heart of the righteous weighs its answers, right? Heart meaning the mind. We talked about this a few weeks ago, right? So sometimes it says heart, it means mind in the Scripture. But the mouth of the wicked gushes evil, right? Those of us who want to do the right thing, we think first before we answer, before we act. Right sometimes our initial thought is not the best one <laughs> so we need to think is this the way that God wants me to respond is this the way that God wants me to react right so scripture is saying that thoughts thinking is very important in our lives All right? let's do one more here passage of scripture this is Paul again writing to the church uh, of the Philippians finally brothers and sisters whatever is true whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is pure Whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Paul's saying, spend some time focusing on the good things of life. Of all the things that we hear on that seven hours in front of screens and newspapers and online stuff... How much of that stuff is good and uplifting and admirable and how much of it is negative and trying to bring us down and is violent and full of all kinds of things? What are we putting into our minds? Right? If we are what we think, what are we thinking about? If we're thinking about bad stuff all the time, then what's that, what kind of life is that going to be? If we're thinking about good and noble things, how could that change who we are in our lives? What's going into your brain? What's going into your mind? on a day-to-day basis if you if you've ever um, been in technology Mike, you had a good point about information technology right there's a there's a saying it's called garbage in garbage out you ever heard of that right it's trans they've got a little uh, acronym for it gigo maybe or gigo I'm not sure how we say that if you put something bad into your computer, like a virus, like you download something, hey, Pastor Kyle's asking for a million dollars. Those are not emails from me. I promise you, right? It's somebody phishing and, and trying to get you to download a virus, right? You 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 put something into the computer the wrong way, you know that you didn't. You haven't upgraded your security, right? Garbage into the computer spits garbage back out of the computer. Same thing in our lives. Garbage into our brains. Garbage comes out. What movies are we watching? What books are we reading? Who are we spending time with? What, what news feeds are we around? Right? Garbage in, garbage out. What are we thinking about? Now, the opposite of this is another a little acronym. Uh, I've read it. They said it's pronounced Kiko. I'm going to go with that, right, with the Q, kind of hard to say. Kiko, quality in, quality out if we're putting good things into our minds, if we're watching good things on television or reading good books or being around people who are uplifting, right? quality in to our minds comes out, quality out in our lives. What are we putting into our minds? What's coming out of us? right? It's important. We are what we think. As we think, so we are. As we think, so our children are. As we think, so our grandchildren are. What's coming in and what's coming out. Uh, Here's another quote, uh, and this is by a guy named Charles Jones. He says, you'll be the same person in five years as you are today, except for the people you meet in the books that you read. So in five years, who do you want to be? What kind of books you want to read? Who are the people that you want to meet? I think we could add things to that list, like (laughs) the movies that you watch, the music that you listen to, the places that you travel, right, will affect who we are. And what he's saying is that We need to be intentional about what we surround ourselves with so that we can grow in our lives so in the next five years what books do you want to read what people do you want to be spend some time with where do you want to travel what movies do you want to watch what music do you want to listen to is it garbage in garbage out quality in quality out what could that look like well just in keeping with this quote let me just throw up some books that might be worth reading as we think about Thinking. One of them, obviously, is the Bible. Now, we had a lady in our church send me a picture of the Bible. Do you see what's noticed interesting about that? I want to know. That's a signed copy of the Bible. I'm like, did you buy that? Right? I hope you bought that. Right? I want to know who signed it. Right? Was it God? Jesus? The Holy Spirit? Was it Paul? Right? I, I hope she bought that. Right? But anyway, right? A great book to read. Quality in is scripture. Right, a couple of books about thinking that we can read. As a man, think if. I, I just talked about that. That's a 1902 book. The Little Red Book of Wisdom by Mark DeMoss. That's what's inspired this sermon series. It's a great book. Larry gave that book to me. Larry's in here, right back there. Thank you, Larry, for this. Um, and here's some books, of uh, Christian books, about thinking, right? About how you have bad thoughts in your mind, good thoughts in your mind. How do, how do we deal with that? Winning the War in Your Mind by Craig Groeschel. Uh, Don't give the enemy a seat at your table. Louis uh, Giglio, I always get his name wrong. Uh, We did a small group study on this. Laura Shirey led that in our church. Battlefield of the Mind, Joyce Meyer. These are some books, uh, if you're wrestling with thinking, that you might want to check out. So, what's the point today? What's the big idea? What's the takeaway? I think it's this as we think, so we are. As you think, so you are. What you think about is who you are, and it affects you. Your loved ones the people that you work with as you think so you are so who are you and what are you thinking about if that's good keep doing it maybe there's parts of you that we need to think differently we need to change jesus says change your mind change your life change your mind change your life change your mind change your life so i invite you to do two things this week in response to this message right action steps first one is this think about thinking I literally want you to sit down and think about thinking. What does my thinking look like? Is it reactive? Right? Is it am I waiting for something to happen? Then I try to solve the problem. Is it going on in the background? I, I'm not even thinking about thinking, right? I just I get up every day, I brush my teeth, I take the shower, I get in the car, right? We don't have to think to do these things, right? Or is it scheduling some time, right? Like the guy at the University of Southern California, you don't have to lay on the floor, but schedule some time to think. God, what do you want for me today? What do you want for my family in the next year? What do you want for my business in the next year? What do you want for the church in the next year? I think reactive thinking is important, but proactive thinking is very important. I think we just don't do that. So how do you carve out time? What does your thinking look like? What does your life look like, and how does that reflect your thinking, right? The other thing I would just say, remember Gigo versus Kiko, right? Garbage in, garbage out, quality in, quality out. What are you putting in your mind? Is that good stuff? Do you like that? Is it making you happy? Are you living life to the full? Right? And if not, what do you need to tweak? What do you need to stop putting in your mind or start putting in your mind? Garbage in, garbage out. Quality in, quality out. Okay. Let me just close with this. i got an image. This is a piece of marble. Right? Kind of Imagine just a big piece of marble. Right? In 1501, the year 1501, there was this huge piece of marble that had been sitting in Italy for like 40 years. Uh, because this famous sculptor had been uh, commissioned to chisel out of that marble, right? The statue of King David, right? This guy, I can't even pronounce his name. I'm not going to try to do it. Uh, He took the commission. He couldn't do it, and so the commission was taken from him. So this block of marble was sitting there for 40 years. It was so big, they called it the giant, right? So the giant is sitting there for 40 years until 1501. Uh, and there's been a new commission for someone to chisel that thing into the statue of David. And it was a 26 year old man named Michelangelo. Maybe you've heard of him. I can say his name. The story goes every day for three months, he would come, start a a workday, and he'd sit in front of that giant piece of marble called the giant, and he'd stay there the whole day, right? From beginning of the workday to the end of the workday. One day, two days, one week, two weeks, three months. And you're just sitting there looking at the marble. And finally somebody was driving crazy. They came to him and said, what are you doing? Looking at that marble. Every day for three months. And Michelangelo said, I'm working. I'm working. Think about that. As we think, so we are. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.